Seeking Zacchaeus. As we've been reading through Luke, we see something very special about the Lord Jesus Christ. We see that he's compassionate. We see that he cares about people's specific needs. We see that he weeps over their poor choices. He sees people in crowds rather than crowds of people. He sees their problems rather than the personal inconvenience it's going to be to fix their problems. As I've just been looking at Luke 19, I was just reminded again of how, how loving God is. So let's begin in Luke chapter 19, verse 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was. And he could not for the press, because he was of little stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be the guest with a man that was a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said to him, This day is salvation come to thy house, for as much as he is also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. This might be the key verse for the book of Luke. Some would say that it is. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. It gives us the heart of Jesus. It helps explain all the other things that we read about. Now, what do we know about Jericho? Well, Jericho is about 15 miles northeast of Jerusalem, and it's near the, Jer it's near the Jordan River. It's known to be one of the oldest inhabited cities. So for you young people, people have been in that longer than just about any other city on the earth. This was the very first city that was conquered um, when Israel arrived in Canaan after they left Egypt. Today it's located in what's called the West Bank, which is always interesting to me because it's right in the middle of what ought to be Israel, but they call it what's the West Bank. Well, it's either got to be on one side or the other. But as you, as you read it, today the, there's about 20,000 people that live there. At the time of Jesus, Jericho was known as an oasis city. Jericho was, in fact, it was a place where Herod uh, the Great built his winter home because it had warm springs and fresh water. It was a place that had a lot of resources, and because of that, there were a lot of rich people that lived 
in Jericho. And because there were a lot of rich people that lived in Jericho, there were a lot of poor people in Jericho. If we were to back up to chapter 18, we would read about blind Bartimaeus. As Jesus was coming into Jericho, he met blind Bartimaeus. As he's passing through Jericho, Zacchaeus hears about him. And the way it talks about Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus had wanted to meet Jesus for quite some time. So when Zacchaeus knew there was no way he was going to be able to see over everybody and no one was going to let him through because he wasn't well thought of. He was very wealthy, but he didn't have a lot of friends. So as I was looking at this, this passage reminds us of how we see things and how God sees things. Narratives are hard when you're reading things in the Bible because it's just a Bible story, right? Except for the fact, what do we learn? We're going to learn some really important things about Jesus. And we're going to be reminded of how we see things sometimes and how God sees things. First of all, I want you to notice in verses 1 through 4, Zacchaeus is seeking Jesus. Zacchaeus was a Jewish man. All right. He was a, uh, his name means righteous one. And we're going to find out a little bit later in verse 8 that he knew his Old Testament. He knew the scriptures. I don't know why when I was little growing up, he was a tax collector, he was short, he was in a sycamore tree, and Jesus called him down. And I didn't really have a lot of the other details solid in my mind. Zacchaeus was not only a Jewish man, but he was a businessman. He was a chief publican. That means he was the head tax collector. Now, the way it would work was you would bid to get the job to be the tax collector. And, but then, obviously, in this, this is the only time it's mentioned. He was the chief of the tax collectors. So he had a lot of people that were under him, but everything was funneling through him before it was going back to Rome. Zacchaeus was a wealthy man. According to verse 2, he was very rich. Zacchaeus was a little man. The Bible says he wouldn't be able to see over the crowd. In verse 3, we read, he sought to see Jesus who he was. That phrase has just given me some pause as I was thinking about it because he didn't want to just see Jesus. He wanted to see a side of Jesus, and that was he wanted to see was Jesus really who everyone said that he was. Now, what do we know? Back in chapter 7 when we studied together, we know that Jesus was known for being a friend of publicans. Who is a friend of publicans? Who likes tax collectors? And Zacchaeus heard that. He knew that. And he wanted to see Jesus for himself to see if Jesus was really what everyone said. Was he really a friend? Was Jesus really someone who, would, who really didn't take into account what people owned? Did Jesus really love people no matter what their reputation was? Was Jesus really who they said he was? 
So he was a curious man. We know Matthew was a tax collector, according to Mark chapter 2. Could they have met? Maybe in that he's the chief tax collector, because Matthew would have been from this area up here at the, near the top of our Israel map, and coming down toward Jerusalem is where Jericho was, just north and a little east of Jerusalem. So it's possible that they would have had this connection maybe in Mark chapter 2 when he brought in all these different ones that had come to hear what had happened to Matthew. It's possible that Zacchaeus was in that group, but we don't know. We do know this, he had heard about Jesus. But we also know from verse 4 that Zacchaeus was a seeking man. Adult Jewish men don't run in public. You don't see adult men run in public very often. Kids will run ahead, and you kind of see Dad kind of bringing up the tail end of it. But in this case, we find in verse 4, he says, and he ran before and climbed up in a sycamore tree. Adult Jewish men don't climb trees either when you think about it. Now, a sycamore tree is a tree that grows very quickly at first and then slows down. It was a big branchy tree. They grow somewhere between 30 and 60 feet tall. But the limbs on them are easy for climbing. So Zacchaeus looked ahead, saw the path that Jesus was taking as Jesus had entered and passed through Jericho. And on the way out of Jericho, on the way toward Jerusalem, that's where Zacchaeus climbed up in a tree. But think for a moment, a big, tall, canopy kind of tree that would be leafy. It would be very easy to hide in a tree like that. And so I want you to notice, not only was Zacchaeus seeking Jesus, but I want you to notice that Jesus was seeking Zacchaeus. You see, from one side, we would say, well, Zacchaeus was the one that was initiating this. Zacchaeus was doing this. But notice with me as we read verse 5, And when Jesus came to the place, the place where the sycamore tree was, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. I want you to notice Jesus looked up and saw him. You notice Jesus calls him by name. Jesus spoke to him and said, come down quickly because I'm going to stay at your house today. You notice how all of a sudden it's like the camera angle has just totally switched and it's gone from Zacchaeus's perspective to Jesus's perspective, the fact that Jesus knew he was in the tree, Jesus called him by name, Jesus said, I'm going to spend time at your house today. We see, then Jesus went home with him. And what did Zacchaeus find out? Just as he had heard from everyone else, Jesus was a friend of sinners. Jesus was a friend of tax collectors. 
even if you'd made mistakes, even if you had sinned, which obviously everyone pointed to him as a sinner. Notice in verse 7 when that happened, the people condemned Zacchaeus and the people condemned Jesus. They said no Messiah would ever want sinners like that. Notice in verse 7 it says, And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be the guest with a man that is a sinner. So Zacchaeus is a sinner and Jesus has poor judgment is the way the world looks at it. Why would Jesus ever reach out to someone like that? So the people condemn Zacchaeus, but I want you to notice Zacchaeus confirms before the people what Jesus really can do in a person's life. Notice the change in values. In verse 2 we read, he was chief, so he had fame, and he was rich. Notice in verse 8, the word and there has the idea of it's in contrast to. So you could use the word but. You could translate the word either way. But the whole point is they're murmuring and they're saying he's going to be with a sinner. And then you notice the contrast. It says, but Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus stood. The idea is to make a statement. And he said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. Now, what happens here is we see a change in his values. Before, it was really the thing he lived for was stuff, was money. And now he says, Whatever I have stolen, I will restore fourfold. Well, where did he get that fourfold? Exodus chapter 22. We read, it was a known thing that if you steal, but what's interesting is you could return it yourself and you wouldn't have to do fourfold. But if you were caught and you had to return this, then it would be fourfold. And Zacchaeus is saying, I voluntarily will just do this. You see the change that's taken place? When did Zacchaeus as the term we would use, when, when did he get saved? When did he place his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? It doesn't tell us exactly in this text. Jesus is going to tell you this has taken place. But you can see in his life values, there's a change in his values. He was going to restore what had been taken wrongfully. I thought it was interesting also, though, but you know what he says? And then the half of my, my wealth, I'm just going to give to the poor. Remember just earlier, blind Bartimaeus. The city was full of people who had needs. And Zacchaeus says, people are more important. Do you see the shift that's taken place? Jesus focused on people. Jesus noticed people. Jesus noticed specific people, and he noticed the needs of people. And now Zacchaeus begins noticing people. Isn't that interesting what happens as we become focused on what our Lord loves, what we begin to do? Something that we probably have to consider in that we don't have a building, in that people don't come to our church, 
looking for when they have needs because we don't have a building. But something that we really have to consider is how do we help people who are hurting? I think the, the balance that we wrestle with is it used to be we struggle with the social gospel which only meets people's physical needs. You know, people come and we give them food and we give them clothes and they go out and we would say, well, that's wrong. They had a need, but we missed their greatest need. But I think sometimes then it shifts to this where now we're saying, you just need to get saved, brother, but the person's stomach's rumbling. How do we balance that? And I think we balance that the same way the Lord did. The Lord helped with physical needs, but he never lost sight of the fact that the physical need was not the greatest thing. The spiritual need was the greatest thing. But to help someone see their physical, their spiritual need, sometimes you have to help them with their physical needs to remove that. And that's going to be something, as a church, we're going to have to talk through. How will we do this? And probably you've seen the same things I have over 35 years. I've watched as I've had people with all different kinds of needs, some needs that really it would not have been kind to take care of their need because their need was showing a problem in their life. Then there were other times that they just desperately needed help. And I probably wasn't going to get to do a whole lot of witnessing, but I could show them the love of Jesus. I find it interesting that Zacchaeus immediately made this change in his values, but he also changed in his, um, in his relationship because now he says, he calls Jesus Lord. You see a change in his attitude. Now it's, he's not the big important person. Now it's, Lord, how would you have me to live? I know what the law says, we'll at least do the law, but we can go beyond that. What, what would you like? And then in verses 9 and 10, Jesus confirms Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus confirms before the people a change that's taken place, but now look what Jesus does. He says, this day is salvation come to this house for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. Now, was Jesus, when he said he also is a son of Abraham, was he saying he got saved because he was Jewish? Would that have made a lot of sense to everyone else that happened to be standing around who probably a good number of those people would have been Jewish? I personally believe he was saying this one is following the faith of Abraham. This one is literally acting as a son because he's following what Abraham did. Abraham lived by faith. It wasn't just because of his lineage. And then Jesus makes this statement. He says, I came to seek and to save the lost. And tonight, as we just look briefly at this study, it reminds us of the heart of Jesus. What was most important? People that are lost. People that are hurting around us some who don't even know what they're missing. 
From man's perspective, Zacchaeus was the one pursuing God. But when we look at it from God's perspective, he knew right where Zacchaeus was. And as soon as Zacchaeus was wanting to make that choice, he was there and was inviting him and encouraging him. Seeking Zacchaeus. Challenge tonight is, who do you know that needs Jesus? Jesus.